right, so we are returning to my discussion about this series right here, Batman 1 Dark Knight. That was book one. This is book two. And this is book three. Let me move this back to finish the series. Very good book. A very compelling storyline. I think it actually worked out that Jock, who is the artist from Scotland, I talked about in my last video, was the one who both wrote the story, drew the comic book, and did the colors. I think that actually worked out very well. I think one of the reasons it worked out well, now there's going to be some spoilers in this video, I'm forewarning you. One of the reasons it worked out very well is that he knew what look he was going for. He knew what he wanted to bring the audience into. He knew exactly uh, the, the feeling he wanted from the book. And he was able to, because he was the one doing all of the drawing, the colors, and writing the story, he was really able to capture that exactly how he, how he wanted. And I felt when I was reading the book that it had a good flow. I felt like the storyline and the art matched the colors. This is the benefit of having one guy who can do it all. The story. This is where, in my opinion, Batman really makes his bread and butter for DC Comics. So you have this, I, you, you can call him a villain, but I don't think he really had bad intentions. His name was EMP. Now, you might think because of his powers, that refers to um, killing electronic devices, even though that's what his powers did. He kind of zapped all the electricity from everything around him and killed power everywhere. That's a brief synopsis. You can look into the book and, and read it for yourself. But that EMP was actually the his initials and I wish I would have wrote this down I should have took notes before doing this video uh forgive me I, I might open one of these books and 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 look through as I'm talking to you but what I liked what I what I enjoyed is the singular nature of this story it's it it's not connected to any greater story as far as I know in the in the DC comic book universe it's a it's a one-off story just talking about this one night where Batman was overseeing the transport of this prisoner from Arkham Asylum to Blackgate prison now the story has some depth to it for a story that goes over one night it has some depth so Commissioner Gordon uh is giving this press conference with a, I believe she was the director of prisons for, um, for Gotham city and EMP had a, an incident, I guess some years before, which killed her family. So she has something against him. Now she has orchestrated this transfer of EMP. Yes, his name is Edward M. Pressler, which I like the fact, little subtle things like that. His name, his initials are EMP, 
and his power is pretty much he's a living EMP, but that's not what the name meant. Little things like that I like. It is very subtle, like the way it was done. But uh, this woman, as I said, was over uh, Gotham prisons, and she orchestrated this transfer of EMP from Arkham Asylum to Blackgate. Now, the reasoning she used is infrastructure at Arkham. These criminals need to be moved, higher security. Um, what I guess Batman had set something up for EMP where it was like a Faraday cage where he pretty much had no connection to any outside electrical source. And he created a mobile EMP for them to transfer him to Blackgate. Now, I like what they did with the criminals in in this in this book. So there's rival gangs in Gotham City. These rival gangs find out that EMP is being transferred to Blackgate. Now, some of these gangs want EMP dead. EMP rolled with a specific gang and there's other gangs that want him dead. So what they do is they follow the Batwing. They see Batman flying around and then their estimation, they're like, okay, wherever he is, this is where this truck is. So we're going to follow him and we're going to find this truck. We're going to blow it up and kill him. This was the rival gangs. And also the gang that he was a part of was looking for him to break him out. Obviously now in all of this EMP has a son that has very similar powers to him. The book doesn't really go into specific details, but in EMP's incident, I guess he had an overload some years before his son's mother was killed. Now the son has no idea that EMP is his father. This all, this, um, I want to say they kind of set her up like a DA, but she wasn't the DA. Like I said, she's over Arca, over Gotham prisons. Uh, Vasquez, she is actually corrupt. And what she is orchestrating this whole time is she is orchestrating this whole ordeal for EMP to be killed. There's a, a chase that ensues. So they, they blow up the truck that EMP is in Batman, of course, swoops down classic Batman fashion. I loved it. Grabs him. And now he's on a mad dash through the city on foot, carrying EMP with this, um, with a mobile, uh, Faraday device that he had put on him. So he couldn't suck energy from anything around him in order to transport him to Blackgate prison. And, while all of this is going on, now Batman has all of these rival gangs and rival turfs and rival territories on his heels while he's uh, taking EMP to Blackgate Prison. And it's just a great story. You get a lot of brawling between Batman and some of the rival gangs along the way. You also, one thing that Jock did that was really neat is there was a map of Gotham City and all the different places within Gotham City, the different gang territories. And you see where Batman is at at any given time throughout the book. I thought that was great. Now, the whole time, of course, Alfred is on audio, uh, keeping Batman abreast of what's going on. 
there was an incident. EMP takes out all of the electricity in the city. And now Batman's in the dark and it gets hairy. A lot of things happen. They end up in the sewer. Batman goes up against Killer Croc and some people he has down there. Um, Vasquez, and this is where it really gets good. Vasquez actually kills this police officer that figures out that she's corrupt. I won't give you too much of the details of exactly how that happens, but that there's there was different stories and different parts and pieces going on in between everything you see with Batman and what I enjoyed and what I liked about this is it felt like classic Batman, a good story, not necessarily connected to a bigger overarching story within the DC comic book universe. It stood alone by itself, told a compelling story. The artwork worked. Uh, Jock's, I don't know if Jock's artwork is like this completely in all of his other works. I will have to check through my comics and see if I have anything else from him. But he drew this book in kind of an abstract way uh, to some degree, but it worked. It worked because it's a Batman book. So it's, it's very dark. Um, you can, you can make out all the shapes and figures. I'm not saying abstract in a, in a way that you can't make out what's going on, right? Everything is clearly defined, but it fits within the dark world of Batman at nighttime roaming around Gotham city. I loved it. I, I, I think DC, if they told more Batman stories like this, it would work. And which, which brings me to another thought. I wonder if it would make more sense to find artists that can also write compelling stories. So, and, and in that way, what they can do is you could write a story. You know exactly how you want this story to flow. You know what you want these panels to look like. And therefore you move accordingly. You have a, you have a defined plot. You know what you want to show and what panels at what time. And it works for the story. It makes everything work very well. I, I, I really enjoyed that. You get to the end of the book. Uh, Vasquez kidnaps the son of EMP. She's bringing him to EMP with the purpose of overloading him. And she wants to kill him. That's that's exactly what she's trying to do. So you have a, a plot within a plot. When you first start reading, you think, okay, I get it. This lady wants to, you know, have these criminals and a more, these powered criminals in a more secure place. But then you figure out, oh, she has an ulterior motive in his incident that happened years before her family was killed. Then you find out that he actually didn't intend to do this. And in many ways, he's actually calling out for help. I, don't, I didn't really get from this story exactly how he got his powers, what exactly happened. What I hope is, I hope that Jock actually writes some more stories, even if he doesn't draw the stories himself. And I hope he builds around uh, what happened in this comic book. I think it was done very well. I think DC would definitely do good to, to follow this kind of direction in their comic book universe. I know that I've never been a big DC guy. I'm a Marvel guy myself, but Batman is my favorite hero of all times. You know, kind of weird, right? I love Marvel, 
but Batman is my favorite hero of all times. I also love, I might do a review on the reboot of hardware. Now I have the original hardware comics. This is from DC milestone. If you know anything about it from the nineties, I have the original hardware. I think I have one through one through seven. I want to say of, of hardware's original comic books. And I also bought the reboots reboots are, are not as good. I, I will admit they're not as good. Not that they're terrible. They're just, they, they follow a little different theme. I think hardware, the original had a very defined storyline. And I think the new hardware is trying to figure out where exactly it wants to be, which I understand. Sometimes I, I've, I've gotten the impression that some comic book writers sometimes start off, but they don't really know exactly where they're going with it. And they're just figuring it out, you know, one step at a time, which I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But anyway, I might do a review on that as well. But I, I said all that to say, typically I'm a Marvel guy. That's that's my comic book of choice. I've kind of over the years transitioned. Um, I was a Marvel guy when Image Comics came out. Of course, some of my favorite comic book artists were at Image. So Image was was my my books of choice and they had some very great stories and very great art but typically marvel but batman favorite hero anyway i digress this uh excuse that that uh jet you hear overhead i actually love the sounds but it doesn't necessarily work when you're doing a podcast um batman one dark knight i would rate this book if i was going on a scale of one to ten story i would give a solid 7.5 and that's not to say that it was bad. There are things about the story that could have been a little better, but it was still really good. Not the best story I ever wrote, I ever read, but it was good. Art, I would put in the same category. Now it's a unique art style, but I would I would put at mm, seven point between seven point five, seven point eight ish, maybe an eight. Some people may see the art and not like it because it's different, but I enjoyed it and I think it works for Batman. Colors, I'm going to give a solid nine, my humble opinion. Uh, the overarching storyline throughout uh, for all three books, again, I keep that at a 7.5. I might, you know what? I might even go at an eight for the story because it was so well contained. And that's the thing. You could pick this book up never having read Batman, not really knowing Batman's origin story and enjoy what you're reading and enjoy what you're seeing. So overall, I give this book 8.5 overall. If I had to give an overall score, I think it's a very great book. I think it is very well done. And I think if you are looking for something to read, uh, a good comic book to pass the time, and you're looking for something that is not necessarily connected to a bunch of other stories, you just want to be able to read it maybe take an hour or so, read through these books, enjoy the art and move on. This is a good book to do it with.